We're still in our series. It's a good thing. Life, that's really a, a testimony for life proof case right there. So if you don't have a life proof case, now's a great time to get one. You know, you might be that um, clumsy pastor and, and drop your phone on occasion. We're still in our series called Not So Quiet Time. Not so quiet time, and, and it's based on the verse we find in John chapter 10, verse 27. John chapter 10, verse 27, I would love for us to read that together this morning. These words are on the screen. You may have it uh, there in the Bible in front of you, but if you will read these with me on the screen today. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. That passage right there in John chapter 10, verse 27, for the last several weeks, has given us the, uh, the foundation and the invitation to, to acknowledge that God has made us his sheep. And so therefore, we have by design everything that we need to hear and discern and follow the voice of God in our lives. And if there's any area that we could stand to grow in and to develop our capacity uh, to follow, it is to hear the voice of God. Amen? If there's anything that we could stand to, to, to get better at, it's hearing and discerning God's voice in and through our life. Because, as we said last week, God speaks more often than we realize. He speaks in more ways than we recognize. And he speaks for greater purposes than we emphasize. And because all of that is true, this morning we're continuing on our journey in our not-so-quiet time series. A few weeks ago, my dad answered the um, very urgent early morning phone call from my wife to come to my house to pick me up and to deliver me to the local ER. And as my dad walked into the front door of our, of our house, he found me, his 36-year-old son, on hands and knees in the kitchen floor, quivering, sweating, whimpering like a child. And I had touted for all of my life the high capacity of pain tolerance that the Lord had gifted to me, and this, on that day, was something like I had never experienced before, and I found myself unable to distract or to diminish or to escape the pain that had gotten me out of bed on that early morning. How many of you know what found me that day? Kidney stalled. <laughs> yes. And let me tell you, that was an experience with pain that I had not previously known. And it was a, an experience with pain that I never desired to encounter again. So help me God. Amen? There is something about pain. There's something about pain that is common ground for each and every one of us. Our lives know it far too well. But even in its diversity of expression, we know that pain is real and has, hopefully, by God's provision and redemption, a purpose in our lives. And it drives us to do things out of desperation for relief and comfort that we once previously knew, but now currently have no capacity to bring into the presence of here and now. 
And I know some of us are here today, and we've walked in with some very present pain this morning. Some of us are here today, and we're walking in with wounds that have been open and painful for quite some time in our lives. And all of us, on some level or another, have experienced pain along the way. Some of it physical, some of it emotional, much of it relational along the way. See if any of these ring a bell with you this morning. Pain that comes through the filter of being underappreciated, having been betrayed by a good friend, having lost a job, facing financial mountains, having been hurt by a church, experiencing the unfaithfulness of a spouse, having been abused by someone you once trusted, having lost a loved one, having been abandoned by a parent, having been surprised by a medical condition. And the list goes on and on and on. The reality is that pain is very present in our lives, and our lives have therefore become very noisy with pain. There's a lot of messages that are swirling around with the pain that is present in and through our lives along the way. And one thing is sure, that pain makes for indelible memories, the ones that will not fade away. And at a moment's notice, when those scars are resurfaced in conversation, there are vulnerable stories, vulnerable stories to accompany them. Because pain makes a lasting impact on our lives. And we see all the way back in Genesis chapter 3 that, that, that pain is introduced into God's plan for creation where we see that, that pain was, was going to be experienced through childbirth and pain through working of the land. And before we know it, there is the pain of jealousy and murder and mourning. Sounds a lot like our lives today, doesn't it? Because that journey of pain has continued ever since that point. And there are some things this morning, as diverse as our pain can be and is represented across the diversity of this room this morning, as diverse as that is, there are three universal truths this morning that I want to establish in our conversation of pain in a not-so-quiet time with God. Three universal truths that I want to establish as we get started today. Number one, pain hurts. Pain hurts. I know that's incredibly scientific. It took a lot of research and development to arrive at that conclusion. But the reality is pain hurts. And I, I say that this morning because I want to acknowledge loud and clear the pain that you are feeling or have felt in your life when you arrive this morning, that I am in no way now or ever intending to diminish the pain that you have experienced in your life, the pain that you have wrestled with, that has kept you up, that has redirected families along the way, the things that have led you before the throne of God asking some serious questions. Pain hurts. And no one knows your pain better than you do. 
Number two, pain expresses perspective. Pain expresses perspective. If you've ever picked up a sponge that's been soaking in a tub of water and squeezed it, you know that what's on the inside now comes out. The same is true for pain. What's the first word that comes out of your mouth when you stump your toe? What? Not all at once, right? So what's on the inside in painful moments comes out. The reality of what you believe in your heart, the reality of what you consider to be truth inside of you becomes painfully obvious to you and to others in a season of pain. Because pain, by design, expresses perspective. And because of that truth about pain that is universal among humankind, there's another thing this morning that is really where I want us to land And it is the reality of this third universal truth about pain, and that is this, that pain is a prime conduit for communication. Pain is a prime conduit for communication. How many of you in the room this morning wish that there was some other way to receive a message than through the conduit of pain? Am I the only one that wishes that there was some other way to receive a message than through the conduit of pain. But there is something about pain that makes it a prime avenue of communication. And this morning, I want you to understand that in every season of pain that you have ever experienced, that you are wrestling with right now, or that you will experience in the future, you need to know that there are voices that are vying for your attention in the season of your pain. C.S. Lewis, a great theologian and, and author in the past, quoted this in his work, The Problem with Pain. He says, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. And so my question for you and for me this morning is, who do you listen to? Who do you listen to when your dreams are devastated, when your love life is lacerated, and your heart hurts deeply? Who do you listen to? Because there are voices in the season of your pain that are trying to communicate to you a message that is just for you. I want to offer to you this morning, Shannon Oaks Church, that that God has a voice that is specific to us in in the season of our pain. God has something that he wants us to hear and receive from him that comes through the season of pain that we experience in our lives. And so I want us to wrestle with as we get started in this conversation this morning that the reality of what voice we hear along the way in our season of pain is really dependent on something else. Something that is kind of something that you may not expect or suspect about yourself in a season of pain. Who we hear in the midst of our pain is determined by who we believe is in control. Let that sink in just a minute this morning. Who we believe, who we hear in the midst of pain is determined by who we believe is in control. Now, I want to unpack this a little bit because I believe that there is 
some, some tremendous truth that may set somebody free from a perpetual life of pain this morning. A perpetual life of hurt for which there seems to be no redemption or restoration or healing. If who you hear in the midst of pain is determined by who you believe is in control, then if you perceive pain to come at you through attacks from the enemy, then I believe that you're going to listen to the voice of the enemy. If you believe in your season of pain that you're being attacked overwhelmingly by an enemy who is out to get you, then I believe that you're going to hear his whispers most loudly. You're going to listen to his message most clearly. And I want you to know his voice in the, in the season of pain because it's important for us to recognize what he says and, and how he speaks so that we can acknowledge that that is his voice and not the voice of God, our Father. Because if there's anything about a season of pain that you've experienced and I've experienced along the way, it's this, that when we find ourselves in the middle of it, all we really want is comfort, right, and healing. And, and, and restoration of what we previously knew. The enemy has a painful objective for each and every one of us. The enemy's painful objective in your life is your resignation. If there's anything that the enemy wants for you and from you in the midst of a season of pain, it is for you to throw in the towel and walk away. How many of you know what I'm talking about this morning? The enemy wants you to give up and to quit. And so he has an objective when he is uh, speaking to you in the midst of your pain because he wants you to give it all up. Some of you may have been the product of marriages that have succumbed to the voice of the enemy in a season of pain. Some of you may have been the product of parents who gave it up and walked away in the season of pain. Some of you may have walked away from callings on your life and opportunities that the Lord provided for you because when things got painful and you began to hear the whispers in your ear, you knew that somewhere someone was leading you to walk away and to give it all up. And you did. Because the enemy has one objective in your pain. And that's to get you to resign. And so he says things like this to you along the way. You're all alone. Our enemy says things like, no one loves you. No one cares for you. No one cares that you're going through this. He says things like, you're no match for this what you're facing. You're no match for what is coming against you. There is no greater uh, support that's going to find you than what you're facing before you. They're, they're, the opposition is too great. He says things like, nothing good can ever come from this for you or anyone else that you love. Many of you are, are registering these as familiar voices in the seasons of pain. He says things like, you'll never be the same because of this. And so what do we do? 
when we hear our enemy speak to us in our seasons of pain? What do we do? Well, we do what our flesh does best, right? It gets afraid. It begins to fear and worry over the future. You know what, what fear and worry are? I believe that the Lord has, has revealed to me a, a new uh, perspective on fear and worry. Fear and worry, I believe, are anticipating the pain of the future that may or may not transpire. Fear and worry are those things that cause us to cringe inside and to, and to try and grab hold of the things that we know and things we can control so that we can, so that we can prevent the pain that we anticipate to be coming in the days ahead. And so we begin to take things into our own hands. And we begin to ask God and others, what did I do? To deserve this. Church, I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is for you to know beyond the shadow of any doubt who our enemy is and what the scriptures speak of him as truth, and that is that he is the father of lies and deception. And so the things that he says could not be further from the truth that God speaks to us, but they sound like they're really attractive and appealing in the moment and in the season of pain that we're experiencing. But there's good news for us, the church this morning, that in the midst of every season of pain, not only is our enemy longing for his voice to be heard, but we have a father who is longing for his voice to be heard in our season of pain as well. And if you, believe, if you perceive pain to come at you through the delivery of a gift, you will listen to the voice of God. Let me say that again because I'm not sure that I want to believe that myself. If you perceive pain to come at you through the delivery of a gift, you will listen to the voice of God. Just like our enemy has one painful objective, so does our Heavenly Father, church. God has a purpose for the pain in your life. And I'm not here to, to, to point fingers of who caused it or who started up or, or where did it originate. But I'm here this morning to tell you that God's painful objective for your life is this. Your transformation. Where the enemy wants you to quit, God wants you to keep going and get better along the way. Where the enemy wants you to throw in a towel and go the other direction... God says, I want you to keep going the same direction and hold my hand as we go forward together. God says things to us like this, and we need to understand what his voice sounds like in the season of our pain. Isaiah 41.10, he says this, I'm right here with you. Not, I will be there with you, or I was there, but I had to go do something else. He says in Isaiah 41.10, he says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will hold you up in my victorious, with my victorious right hand. God is with us in the midst of our pain. He says, I have everything you need to make it through this. I have everything you need to make it through this. Would you just stop right now and tell yourself, that God has everything I need to make it through the season of pain that I am facing now, that I have faced in the past, or I will face 
in the future. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. But he said to me, this is the Apostle Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. God has everything we need as our source and our supply to make it through the season of pain. But God says, not only do I have everything you need, he says, I am using this for good. I'm using this for good. Would you just tell yourself right now that the pain you experience in your life, that God wants to use it for good? Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says this, And we know, and we know, that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. And God also says you will be better because of this. The pain that you experience, church, is not in vain. It's not for loss. That God says, I want to use it for good, but I want to make you better because of it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 says, For our present troubles are small, and they won't last very long. Amen. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. God wants to take the fire of the pain around you and refine you so that you emerge better through the season than you would have had you turned around and evacuated the season of pain that you found yourself in. And so when we hear the voice of God, in the midst of a season of pain, perceiving it to be the delivery of a gift that comes from Him, our response becomes like this. John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, I have told you all of this so that you would have peace in me. In this world, you will have many trials and sorrows. Don't be surprised, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Our response in the midst of season of pain is possible to become peace, church. It's possible instead of being afraid and worried and, and uncertain about the future and trying to take matters into our own hands, it's possible for us to embrace the gift of peace, knowing that God is doing something here, that it's not for waste, that it's not just to watch me writhe in agony, but that there's something that God is going to do that's going to emerge me and you better than we've ever been before. Joy, James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and above all, gratitude. James 1, 17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. I don't know where you are this morning, but I want to tell you that I believe that it is possible for God to use your pain. He may not have caused your pain, but he wants to redeem your pain. He wants to take it and use it in ways that your mind cannot understand, that, that your, 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 your community around you will not believe, that, that you were able to endure what you've been able to endure but God says, if you don't give up, if you keep on moving, if you keep your eyes on me, I'm going to use this season for good. 
there are voices that are vying to be heard in the midst of your season of pain. Shannon Oaks, make certain. Go above and beyond to make sure that your ear is attuned to the voice of God in the midst of pain. If you're here this morning and you're hurting, I'm asking that right here, right now, that you would listen to the voice of God as he speaks to you and over you. God is near to the brokenhearted. He is right here with you. That with Christ, you will get through this. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And God has put you in the midst of people to support you along the way in this battle. If you're disconnected from a community of faith and support and people who believe that God's voice reaches out to us in the middle of our pain, then this may be your community of faith. God may be leading you to get connected to a church family or even better yet, a life group. People that you can, can connect with on a personal level basis, people who engage in your life, who understand what, what pain is, is, is unfolding and re being revealed before you, and they can provide the, uh, the accountability for your ability to discern the voice of God along the way in that journey. If you're hurting today, do not leave until you have clearly heard and received the voice of God in the middle of your season of pain. And for the many of us who have been there along the way, scriptures are clear that the growth that we experience is not the destination for our season of pain. God has a greater purpose for the pain that you experience along the way. And it's so that you can come alongside others who are coming behind you. And so for those marriages in the room today that have endured the, the, the fire of marriage, where they have said, you know what, everything else about us screams, you need to run the other direction, you need to get a divorce as quickly as possible, you need to throw in the towel and give it up. For everything that you have experienced, God has said, I'm not just bringing good from that for you, I'm intending for you to help be my agent in bringing good to other people. The growth that you experience is not the final destination. And so this morning in many areas of our lives, we, we have been a pained people. How is God wanting to use your pain for good? For your good and for the good of someone else in this room or maybe in your family or maybe in someone you work with throughout the week? How is God leading you to, to step out and to trust that his voice is truth in the midst of our pain? And so this morning, the invitation as we close our message today is exactly the same as it has been for the last several weeks. And that is simply this. What value have you placed on the voice of God in your life? What value have you placed on the voice of God in your life? It's easy for us to, to acknowledge that during the good times, yes, we want to lean in and hear the voice of God as he speaks to us. But what about the hard times? What about the painful 
moments along the way? How do we, how do we lean in and hear the voice of God even then in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health? For richer, for poorer. What is it that God is speaking to you this morning? And so the most powerful question that I can lead you to ask is simply for you to bow your heads and to close your eyes right here, right now in this place today and ask God, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? And then give him permission to respond to you.